You're listening to the Eastside Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This sermon was recently preached at our church. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com. Now, enjoy today's sermon. Galatians 5, if you would stand, we're going to read just a couple verses here. Galatians chapter 5, these are familiar verses, and this is going to be a very uh, straightforward, simple message, um, but, I, but it is something that, that we can't be reminded of enough and something that, that I need. And so um, that's why I'm preaching it, because I need it. So um, let's look at verse 16, Galatians 5, verse 16. It says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. Let's pray. God, we are thankful to be in your house, and we're thankful for the fellowship that we get to have uh, with each other and the encouragement uh, that comes from that. And um, we're, we're just thankful to, to be here, and we don't want to take for granted uh, the opportunity to be in your house and to be able to worship you. And even as this song talked about, to, to get to know you better to know you more, and that's our desire, and I pray that uh, you'll help me even as I try to communicate that need and that desire in our lives to know you more, to block out um, the things in our lives that would keep us from, from knowing you through our, our Bible reading, through uh, messages, whatever it may be. So I pray that you'll help me tonight, help me to be clear and, and concise, calm my nerves, and I pray you'll help us to block out distractions, again, that may keep us from hearing from you tonight. It's in your name I pray, amen. You may be seated. So, uh, it is June 1st, and as Brother Chad mentioned, we are, we're six months in, into the year, basically. The ha- half of the year is almost over. And this week, I, I've been thinking about, just because of this message, I've been thinking about the, the New Year's resolutions uh, that I've made. Some, I know, are maybe against New Year's resolutions. Um, it's, it's a love-hate relationship for me. And um, I, I enjoy them, I enjoy making them, but uh, I don't necessarily enjoy keeping them all the time. And so I, I, made, I made, a, I guess, a later year uh, resolution, because in, in November I decided my brother was losing all this weight and he's making me look bad, and so I, I, decided, I decided to try and lose some weight. And, um, and so I did, I did really good, I did really good up until about March, and then we went to college days. And that just messed me all up, and um, and, and, it, and it's frustrating because I want to I want to keep doing it. I want to keep um, trying to be healthy and keep that that really New Year's resolution. But once you once you stop or once something interrupts that, it gets a lot harder to to get back on track. And Abishu was trying to help me get on track this summer, and uh, it's good encouragement. But um, I can't eat dessert. I I just feel guilty for eating in front of him, and so it, it's it's tough. But it's, it's good accountability. It's good accountability. Um, but New, New Year's resolutions are good, and, and they're helpful. But again, they're, they're hard to keep. You know, you, you decide to, to um, let's say, get, get into shape or, or whatever, whatever it is. And you, you do really good for the first couple weeks, maybe even a couple months. And then, for whatever reason, you, you don't get the sleep that, that you need to. Or you, you stay up late one night, and the alarm goes off the next morning, and you just you do not want to get up. And so you, you hit snooze, you put it off, 
and you say, okay, I, I still have a day to make up for it. Um, I'll, I'll be fine. And then the next night, the dog barks all night, and you can't get some sleep. This really hits close to home. These are, these are personal examples. Um, you, you hit snooze the next morning because the dog was keeping you up all night, and you say, okay, well, I, I missed a day, but it, it's, it's going to be okay. It's not that big of a deal. And then from there on out, it just gets harder and harder and harder, and then you, you look back, and it's June 1st, and you say, ah, where did the time go? Where, where, did this, where did this extra weight come from? What, what happened? You know, this, how, did all, how did all this happen? Where did the momentum go? And I don't know about you, but that, that's happened to me probably every year, every year with New Year's resolutions. Um, but, you know, it's one thing when we're talking about weight or, or a financial goal or um, whatever, whatever goals you set for New Year's resolutions, whatever it is, you know, that, that can be frustrating, and that can be, um, that can be discouraging. But it's even worse when we set goals spiritually, when, when we try to do better spiritually. We want to please the Lord with our life, so we make some decisions. You say, okay, I'm, I'm going to read my Bible through this year, or I'm not going to miss a day uh, of my devotions, and I'm going to try and, and get back on track. And the same thing happens. You, you go to bed late, you don't get up, you don't read your Bible. Um, the, the next week comes and, and okay, you fall, you fall asleep during prayer, you completely miss it. Um, and then the next day comes, you miss it. And then you get halfway through the year or you get to the end of the year and you say, where did all this time go? I, I, I thought I was going to do better. I, I thought I was going to be in it. In, I thought I was going to do better spiritually. I thought I was going to be closer to the Lord at this point. And again, I'd have to say, I've been there more times than I'd, I'd probably like to admit, and I'm sure you have as well. And this text helps explain kind of why that happens. And, and it also explains how we can win some of those battles and how we can get through that struggle. And so Paul is talking to the Galatians here in verse 16, and he's trying to give them a, a principle or a mindset that they can live by to help them walk in, in the spirit, help them to win those spiritual battles that they're facing. So verse 16, I'll read it again. It says, this I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We're going to get into to more specifics about, about what this looks like. Um, but I, I just want to get into some of what walking, walk in the spirit means. So to walk means to tread all around, to live in to be occupied with. Walk basically means our, our everyday life. It means, it means um, it, really our practical life. Whatever we do in our daily life, that's our walk. Okay, it's, it's pretty clear from, from this text when Paul is saying to walk in the spirit that this isn't just a, a one-time decision that they make. It's not, it's not like, like salvation. No, this is walk in the spirit is something that has to happen continually. It's a daily thing. It's, it really is your daily life, something that's supposed to happen um, throughout your life. It's a lifestyle. So this would have to be a way of life for the Galatians if they're going to see the results of, of walking in the Spirit. And so the results of walking in the Spirit is living a life full of the Spirit. It's not fulfilling the lust of the flesh. That's what Paul says. He says, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And so that, that's something that the Galatians were struggling with. They, they were struggling with the, the lust of the flesh, with the culture around them. 
and that the culture was slowly seeping into their lives, into the church, and, and they were struggling with it. And so Paul is just trying to, again, give them a principle that can help them with, with this. And it sounds really simple. Walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. But if, if the Galatians were, were going to see the results from this, then it had to be a lifestyle. It had to be a, a daily decision. If they, if they were going to see, um, if they're going to see the lust of the flesh defeated in their life, it had to be a, a daily decision. But fulfilling the lust of the flesh it, it is basically, basically giving into or accomplishing the desires of your heart. It, it's, it's, it's in complete opposition to walking in the spirit. It's, it's, it's not similar at all. In basic terms, fulfilling the lust of the flesh is walking in sin. It, it is, it's sinful. It is the opposite, complete opposite lifestyle of walking in the spirit. And, and so Paul is trying to make it as simple and as clear as he can to the Galatians that they could deny the lust of the flesh, they could deny their flesh, they could deny sin by walking in the spirit. And I, I know it sounds simple. If it, if it were that easy... Then, then why do we struggle to keep our New Year's resolutions? Why do we struggle to, to do what's right? Well, verse 17 gives us some, some insight on that. Let's look at it again. Verse 17. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary. They're on opposite sides. They're contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. So that the flesh and the spirit are in are in complete opposition. They're in complete opposition to each other, which presents the problem for the Galatians and for us. You know, it's, it's like if you've ever, as a kid, or maybe as an adult, got, gotten on the teacup rides, maybe at the fair, at uh, an amusement park, whatever it is, you get on the teacup rides. I hate the teacup rides. I hate any ride that spins you around. Um, I'm not even really a huge roller coaster guy, but especially spinny rides it's awful it spins you around really 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 fast and then you try and get off and 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 walk you know there's people waiting in line all around the the teacup ride there's people other people trying to get off and you get off the teacup and it's embarrassing you're just walking around just about to trip and fall or I've tripped and, and, and fell it's embarrassing it's awful and it's almost impossible to, to get up and walk in a straight line and walk out the exit without hitting somebody or, or running into something. It, it's, it's ridiculous. But that's, that's what it can feel like sometimes as a Christian when the Holy Spirit is trying to guide you. You're trying to do the right thing. The, the Holy Spirit is trying to guide you through, through the preaching, through your, your Bible reading, through your prayer life, and, and through his word. But you, you haven't been walking in him. You haven't been walking in the spirit, but in the lust of your flesh. And it's just spinning you around and around and around and around in circles. And, and it almost makes it impossible to choose the right thing because, again, the, the flesh and the spirit are in complete opposition. It's like trying to put a magnet together. It's just, it's just not going to work. And so when you, when you are trying to live both ways, when you try to live in the flesh, do what you want, do, do um, accomplish your desires the way that you want to go, but then the Holy Spirit's on this side trying to get you to do what he wants you to do, it's just not going to work. And, and, and it's going to be like a, a spiritual teacup, a spiritual teacup ride. And, and a lot of times, that's, that's what can describe our Christian lives. 
is it's a, it's a spiritual teacup ride. We're just going around in circles, just trying to stand on our feet, just trying to get through our Christian life. And it's, it's frustrating. It's hard. It's hard to walk. It's hard to walk when we're trying to walk in the spirit, but also trying to walk in the flesh at the same time. When the flesh is given too much control and, and is constantly fed, and then, and then it's like you're taking the Holy Spirit and setting him to the side. And it's not like the spirit loses control or, or loses power, um, but it's that you don't give the spirit control. You don't give the spirit uh, control. You're giving it to the flesh. So when, when you have so much of the flesh and not enough spirit, then verse 17 says that you're, you're not even going to be able to do and obey the things that you know that you're supposed to do. And, and you, you, you can know everything you're, you're, you're supposed to do. You, I mean, we all know that we're supposed to read our Bibles we're supposed to seek the Lord through prayer. We're supposed to go out on outreach. We're supposed to come to church. We're supposed to listen. We're supposed to apply the message. We all know that we're supposed to do that. But we can know all the things that, that you're supposed to. But if you're filled with too much flesh, you've given the flesh too much control in your life, then, then you will always choose the flesh. Right. And, and it, you're, you're always going to feel like you're on a spiritual teacup ride because because you, you have given the flesh too much control. You're not going to choose the spirit. That's why it's always a problem for us to keep our, our, our resolutions. It's, that's why it's always hard for us to do what we know we're supposed to do. It's because we have a problem with giving the flesh too much control. We have a problem with, with fulfilling the lust of our flesh. So what, is that, what does that look like in our lives? What does fulfilling the lust of the flesh look like in, in our lives? And I can tell you, it's, it's not just the, the, obvious, the obvious sins or the obvious things. You know, it, it can be little things. And many times it is little things that, that we're giving too much control to. You know, if you're constantly feeding your mind with, with questionable entertainment, with, with either, either whether it's movies, with, with bad language, inappropriate scenes, watching, especially teenagers, listen, watching TikToks that are, are nowhere near what a Christian should be watching, following questionable accounts on social media, really any social media at, at, at this point, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it is, listening to, to worldly music with, with lyrics that, that aren't anywhere, again, near what a Christian should listen to. But it, it doesn't even have to be worldly music. It can also be Christian music too. Well, Christian, Christian music, in fact, um, when, when you try to add music to to Christian and, and godly lyrics. When you try to add music that sounds like it could be coming from, from an unsaved person's radio, um, sound, sounds like country, sounds like pop, sounds like rock, whatever it is, you add those things that, to, uh, to spiritual truth, then it makes it that much harder to, to distinguish what, what's the flesh and, and what's the spirit. And, and it just makes it that much harder to, to decide uh, what we're supposed to do to decide what, what, what's honoring to God when we're, when we're trying to walk in the spirit, but doing it the world's way, with the world's sound, with the world's entertainment. But anything, anything that opposes God's word or how a Christian ought to live um, will just make it that much harder to walk in the spirit, to say yes to the Holy Spirit, to, to follow God's will for your life. Anything that you do that keeps you from that is going to make it harder for, for you to say yes to God. It's going to, give, it's going to give the flesh more control, more power, and just spin you, keep, keep spinning you around in that spiritual teacup ride. Every time you have that bad spirit, 
Every time you, you watch that wrong video, you think that nasty thing about your parents, you think that nasty thing about your spouse, or say that nasty thing about your spouse. Every, every time, every action that is opposed to God and opposed to his word is like spinning in a circle one more time, making you more and more dizzy, more and more confused. It's like you're hitting snooze, and, and you're, you're, you're just going to keep hitting snooze, and you'll find yourself making more and more wrong decisions when you feed the flesh. No, it is a battle. It's a, it's a spiritual battle. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit, God wants you to follow, follow his plan for your life. But the flesh, your desires, it, it wants to follow its own way. Your flesh wants to follow its, its own desires. Well, because you are a Christian, but you still live in this world, it's always going to be a struggle. It's always going to be a battle to do the right thing. Either giving control to the flesh or giving control to the spirit. So, if and, and when you don't fight the temptation to, to fulfill the lust of the flesh, then Paul gives an example of what your life can look like. Some things that, that will start to show up in your life. Look down at verse 19. We're going to, we're going to read through, through some of these. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, the works of the flesh are actually things that, that we could struggle with it, uh, in our daily lives. Now, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, all those have to do with, with sexual impurity and any kind of sexual impurity. Now, I don't think I need to convince you that that, that, that is a struggle for everyone in this room and, and especially in our culture with the technology that we have, then that is a, a bigger struggle than, than, we, than we give it credit for. Idolatry, you know, it's not just the worship of an idol, but anything, anything that you put before God, whether that's a, a job, whether that's a phone, whatever it is, anything that, that you put above or before God. Hatred, variance, emulations, seditions, all, all of those have to do with anger, with bickering, with jealousy. We all struggle with that. Strife means selfish ambition, following what we want, not what God wants. Heresy is continued division, cliques, uh, again, bitterness, um, envying, murder, drunkenness, reveling, which is basically considered gluttony. All, all of these things, don't, don't think that these, these sins, these things can't characterize your life. Because I, I think each and every one of us, when we are feeding our flesh too much, when we're not walking in the spirit, we can struggle with some of these things. All of these things and, and other sins are what characterizes a life that is, giving, that is always giving into the flesh, someone that's always giving into their flesh. We have to be mindful how much we feed the flesh and how much control that we are giving to the flesh because our lives will start to resemble, resemble that right there, that, that we just read. And, and that is, and like it says, some, someone that, that does those things, they, they shouldn't inherit the kingdom of God. That, it, it doesn't belong in the life of a Christian. But we can, all, we can all struggle with that. But the fruit of the Spirit, 
is the product of walking in the Spirit. That, that's what should characterize our life. Look at verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of walking in the Spirit, is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. This is the fruit that will characterize your life if you're walking in the Spirit. These things should be evident. Now, obviously, we, we need to try and do each of these things, and, and we should because that's what a Christian ought to do. But if you're walking in the Spirit, if you're giving the Spirit control, seeking to, to give the Spirit control, then these things will start to be evident in your life. Whichever side you're feeding, the flesh or the Spirit, then, then either one of these fruits is what's going to follow. What kind of fruit are, are you seeing in your life right now? Are you, are you struggling with, with putting, putting things above or, or before God? Are you struggling with, with the things you look at on your phone? Are, are you struggling with jealousy, with, with bitterness, with anger? What, what kind of fruit are you seeing in your life right now? Is it, is it fleshy fruit or, or is it spiritual fruit? Well, these two different fruits will, will be a, a great revealer of what you're giving control in your life. If you're, if you're seeing that fleshy fruit, you're, you're feeding the flesh. You're walking in, in the lust of the flesh. But if you're starting to see some, some of that spiritual fruit, then, then God's honoring you for walking in the Spirit. You know, a Christian ought to have the fruits of the Spirit because of these next couple verses. Um, look, look, at, look at verse 24. It says, And they that are Christ, that's us, Christians, have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. This verse just gives us hope. It, it tells us that because we're Christians... Because Christ died to save us from our sins, that our flesh, those sinful desires, have been crucified. Our, our life doesn't have to be characterized by the works of the flesh. We don't have to struggle with those things because Jesus Christ died to save you from it. He died to save us from having to walk in, in the flesh and having the lust of the flesh. A, a Christian ought to, ought to be able to, to live and walk in the Spirit. The unsaved will, will live a life in the flesh and will always see the works of the flesh in their life. But a Christian has the potential to see the fruits of the Spirit in their life if they walk in the Spirit. We all have that potential. Then look at verse 25. It says, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. This, this is just reminding us, again, that if we've accepted Christ as our personal Savior, if you are a Christian then we ought to walk in the Spirit. Be because of the high price that, that Jesus Christ paid for your sins, then there should be no reason that you or I find ourselves walking in the lust of the flesh and not the Spirit. So we can talk all day about how bad it is to, to walk in, in the lust of the flesh and, and how we need to walk in the Spirit. But what does that even mean? What, what does that look like in our lives? How, how can you walk in the Spirit? And some, some of these things, I know, are, are very, very obvious. And, and, and it's going to be something that you've all heard. We've all heard these things before. But these are all things, all things that we struggle with. Um, okay, so let, let's, let's look at this. So Bible reading. The, the, the biggest part of walking in the Spirit and, and seeing change in your life is your own personal Bible reading. Well, God, God used to speak to man in the Old Testament um, he, he would speak through dreams, he, he would speak through visions, uh, whatever it was, he would speak to them directly, but he doesn't do that anymore. 
And so, so the way that he speaks to us and, and, and shows us what we're supposed to do is through his word, through the Bible. It, that's, it's our guidebook. It's our map. And, and if we're not in his word, then, then we are shutting off the Holy Spirit's voice, the Holy Spirit's uh, way to, to guide us, to, to, to guide us through God's will for our lives. If you're struggling with, with some of the works of the flesh, with some of those fleshy things, then it's probably an indication that we're not spending enough time in God's word and that we're not, we're not giving, giving ear to God's word like we should. Right. And if, there, if there's one thing that you get from this message tonight, then, then it's this. Please, 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 please be in God's word. Read God's word. If you will read God's word every day and seek to find his will for you for that day, then you're going to know how to please the Lord with your life. You, you will know the decisions to make. You will, you will live a life that, that will influence others. There, there's no end to what you could do if you will just read your Bible and, and, and be faithful to your Bible reading. It's like the, 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 kids, the little kid's song. Read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, grow, grow. It's simple. It's, it's very simple. You know, that's going to strengthen the Spirit's control in your life more than anything is being consistent in your, in your Bible reading. What about your prayer life? You know, praying consistently is one of the hardest things um, and one of the hardest things to do, but also one of the easiest things to forget. Now, I, I know for me, I, I can get up in the morning and, and read my Bible, um, but then I just don't feel like I have time to pray. And, or, or I rush, I rush through, through a prayer. And, and of course, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm probably the, uh, the only one that um, falls asleep during their prayer. We heard it from pastors, so I'm, I'm not the only one. But that's a struggle, is falling asleep when, when you pray. You know, we, we, all, we all struggle, and, and we all struggle to, to stay awake. We all struggle to, to keep focused when, when we pray. You know, it is easy to let our prayer life slide, but that's the way that we communicate with God. Right. God communicates to us through his word, and our way to communicate back to him is through prayer. If you're feeling tempted to, to feed the flesh, then pray and, and ask God for help. Amen. You don't just have to, to pray for a meal or, or, or for your devotions. The Bible says pray without ceasing. You can pray at any time. Anytime you're, you're, you're struggling with the flesh, with the lust of the flesh, then, then you can pray and ask the Lord for, for help. Ask the Holy Spirit for help. Your prayer life is, is a vital aspect of walking in the Spirit. But then preaching. Preaching is an, another part of is another part of feeding the spirit it is the preaching of God's word that the Holy Spirit is going to guide your life through the preaching um, and, and the decisions that you make through preaching God's going to reveal his will to you through his word and and God has given us a, a pastor here that is an amazing preacher and and God God gives him exactly what what we need to hear on Sunday morning Sunday night and Wednesday night no, God gives that to him for us, and we, we ought not to neglect it. You, you will get so much from the preaching here at church through the teaching in Sunday school. All we have to do is listen and be willing to change, make a decision to change after we hear it. And, and we, we've already heard about this from Pastor in, in James, but if, if you don't do anything with the messages you hear, then that's just a, another way to push the spirit aside and give the flesh more control. You're, you're just going to keep pushing it aside and in pushing the spirit aside and, and giving your flesh more control when, when you don't make decisions that, that, you, that are, are preached. 
Another way that the Holy Spirit will influence your life is, is through the influence of other people and, and the influence of other people walking in the Spirit. God will put people in your life who can be an example of walking in the Spirit, who will help you to know what, what a life of walking in the Spirit really looks like. You know, especially teenagers, watch the men and ladies of this church and, and learn from their examples. They've been in your shoes. They've been where you're, where you're trying to get. And, and they, they have learned things through all of that. And they can help you learn them. So, so that you, you don't have to go through and make some, some mistakes maybe that they have. You can learn from the examples of people here in the church. No, but, but God has, has also given you, again, a pastor to, to help guide you spiritually. No, God, God is going to use him to, to help you grow spiritually, to help you make the right decisions. And don't, don't block out your pastor. Seek, seek to have a good relationship with him and, and seek his counsel. Because God's going to guide you through, through your spiritual leader, through your pastor. Well, God is going to guide you through your spiritual authorities and, and through others who walk in the spirit. No, but it, it's really easy, again, to say that you want to start walking in the spirit. You want to come pray at the altar and, and say, you know, okay, I'm, I'm going to stop feeding the flesh. I'm going to stop walking in the flesh. But until you break that down into something practical, into practical steps, then, then it just, it's just not going to happen. At least that's how it is for me. So I just want to share a few quick things um, that, that's going to help us walk, walk in, the, in the spirit and not in the flesh and, and we'll be finished. So when it comes to your Bible reading and your, your prayer life, if you want to walk in the spirit, again, you can't do this without being in your Bible and, and praying. And if you're like me, if I don't, if I don't wake up in the morning... And, and make time for it, then it's just not going to happen. Everything else will crowd it out, and, and you're, you're not going to spend time with the Lord. That's how it works for me. So maybe a, a practical step that you can take to help you walk in the Spirit is, is, is helping yourself to get up early. And this may be radical for some, but maybe you need to start getting an, a real alarm clock. Not your phone, um, whatever it is. Take, take your phone and, and, and set the alarm. Take a real alarm clock, set the alarm, and before you go to bed, set it on the opposite side of the room. My wife can attest I have, I have hid my alarm clock in some pretty weird places just so I can not get up, turn it off, and get back in bed. If you have to get out of bed to turn your alarm off, um, then you, you, can't, you can't fall asleep. You can't fall asleep standing up. At least I can't. Maybe some can. That's kind of scary. Um, but, but do that. Do that to help you get up. Set, set things out in the morning that are going to help you make the decision to, to not get back into bed. Get the coffee ready. Get the coffee ready the night before. Set your clothes out. Uh, get up. Take a cold shower. What, whatever it is, whatever it is, then make it impossible for you to give into the flesh. And again, I know, I know that that's, that's super simple, but those are, those are the practical steps that, that I have to take to, to walk in the Spirit. Maybe you get up early and, and you, you get up just fine, but it's a temptation to get on your, your phone and, and play Angry Birds or, or scroll through Facebook or scroll through Instagram, whatever it is. I, I, again, I know this may, this may sound radical, but if that's a struggle, then, then have a spouse, have your parent, teenagers, block everything on your phone for that time. That is possible. Block everything on your phone for that time so that it's not going to be a distraction for you. Maybe put, put your phone across the house and just go pick up your Bible and, and read. Make, make it impossible for you to be distracted, for you to walk in the flesh, to give into the flesh. Is it, if you can start in the morning with telling your flesh no, even a simple step like getting up and just opening God's word, getting up and, and, and praying, 
If you can start with something that small, denying the flesh and walking in the spirit, then that's going to set your day up to then, to then ha- have a, a day that you're walking in the spirit. And if you do that every day, you're, you're going to have a week of walking in the spirit. You do that every week, you're going to have a month of walking in the spirit. And, and those, those, are, those are the things that will set you up to, to help you walk, walk in the spirit. For preaching, a, a practical step that you can take is make sure, to make sure that you get the most out of preaching is just to take notes, to, to simply take notes, to, to review them during your devotions. That, that way you, you, you don't forget what, what you've preached on or, or what, what pastors preached on, whatever it is. After the sermon, then, then write down one simple thing that you can do the next morning, that night, whatever it is. Write down one simple thing that, that you can work on that week. Put it on post-it notes so you don't forget it. If, if, a, if a message really spoke to you, put it on a post-it note. Put it where, somewhere where you can see it every day, and, and, and you'll be reminded of it. You, you, it you, will, you will be reminded of it, and it'll be easier for you to say, okay, I remember that message. I remember what I was supposed to do, and I'm, I'm going to start that right now. You know, I, I know these things, um, maybe you think they're, they're irrelevant. Maybe it's too practical. But sometimes, again, at least for me, those are the type of things that will, that will make a difference in whether I walk in the spirit or, or whether I give in to the flesh. So, so what, what side? What side have you, have you been feeding this week? What side have you been giving into this week? The, the flesh or the spirit? What kind of fruit are, are, are you seeing in your life? Is it the, the fleshy, sinful fruit? Or, or are you seeing some of the fruits of the spirit? Ha, have you just been going through a, a dry spell spiritually? Maybe, maybe you feel like you're, you're on the spiritual teacups and you, you, just, you just cannot, you cannot walk, you cannot stay upright, just feeling all turned around. Are, are you finding it harder and harder to resist the flesh, to, to say no to yourself and, and to say yes to the Lord, to, to read your Bible? Maybe you made a, a New Year's resolution. Here it is, June, and, and you're, you're struggling. You're, you, you know you, you failed. And maybe it's just time to, to decide, okay, I'm, I'm going to take a practical step. I'm going, I'm going to stop feeding the flesh. I'm going to get rid of some things in my life, some things that I'm struggling with, and I'm, I'm going to get rid of the things that are giving the flesh too much control, and I'm going to start walking in the Spirit. Maybe you, maybe you need to take some practical steps that will help you get back in God's Word and, and, and get back into prayer life, get back into to applying, applying the preaching, whatever it is. I, I don't know what decision you need to make tonight, but the only way to honor the Lord, the only way to glorify the Lord is to walk in the Spirit. The, the only way to live a life that, that pleases the Lord is to give in to the Spirit, to walk in the Spirit, to say, God, I'm, I'm going to do whatever you want me to do. I'm going to give in to your will. Well, we can deny the lust of the flesh if you will walk in the Spirit. Make a decision tonight. Write something down practical that you can do to help you walk in the Spirit. Let's stand. I'm going to pray, and we'll get into invitation. Oh God, I'm, I'm thankful for this truth, and I'm thankful for how, how simple you, you make it for us, that if we will, if we will truly just seek to, to uh, walk in, in the Spirit, to, to give you control in our lives, you're going to help us with it. But if we, if we give control to our flesh, if we feed our flesh, if we just do all the things that, that we want to do, and we don't give you control, and we don't do, do the things that you want us to do, then it's going to make it that much harder for us to, to live a life that pleases you. 
So I, I pray that you'll help us not, not to overcomplicate it, but to, to make a practical step, make a plan to help us to walk in the Spirit, to help us do things that are going to please you, whether it's our, our Bible reading, whether it's prayer, whether it's uh, preaching, whether it's even just the influence of others. God, I pray you help us to, to take a practical step tonight to say that we're, we're going to walk in the Spirit, we're going to stop feeding the flesh, and we're going to, to live a life that pleases you. I pray that uh, you'll continue to speak to our hearts and, and, and block out the things that will keep us from, from making application from your word tonight. It's your name I pray. Amen. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com.